My issue now is, okay, so am I putting it just all in a Word document or in a, a, a Google Drive document and then transferring it to uh, some kind of PowerPoint or Keynote and then putting it into um, some kind of teachable or whatever it is training mechanism? I started doing it in a, in a, a, a Keynote, but my issue is that I start to do it and I'll look at it and be like, oh, I should start to design this too. And so it takes away from me putting the effort and time into actually creating the content. And then I start looking at how it looks and I'm like, oh, are people going to like this? Is it too much information on a page? How do I, uh, you know, eliminate some of this content so that it's more succinct? Yeah, I start running into all of these big, I guess for me, big issues, um, which are preventing me from actually getting it done. You know what I mean? I'm putting all these hurdles in front of myself. Do I just write it on Word doc and hope for the best and then transfer it in there or still can continue to work down the keynote. That's my real question. Are you going to be the one putting it into the actual like teachable account, whatever software you're using? I haven't made that decision yet. I'm not sure if I want, I mean, obviously I w I'd like to be the one that records it. You know what I mean? But I'm not sure if uh, I'm going to have the time to actually enter it all into teachable. I mean, with all the other things that are happening, I just, I'm not probably not going to have the time to do that. Okay. So I think you just answered your question right there, right? In, in terms of making it, pretty and making it look perfect uh, to the end user at the, at the, in the final version. I think you need to keep that in the forefront of your mind that when you have that question raised as you're doing the writing of the written content and the recording of the video content, you've got to have something in front of you that just says, Hey, look, this is not time to be pretty. This is the time for me to get this content done later. We can make the page look perfect and all that kind of stuff. I mean, I mean, I think the only answer right there is that you've just got to have this awareness that this is time for concern, content, you know? I think my concern is that I, I kind of go through the content. I, I'll, I have so much information that I start to try and think, well, I'm already at 60 slides. You know, I need to compare this down a little bit. You know what I mean? How do I get this shorter so that each of the lessons is only an hour? I mean, obviously, if it's a little bit more, it's a little bit more, but each lesson is about an hour, you know? Um, especially with each module having six and seven lessons. I mean, it starts to become a really tedious task at that point because there's seven modules. Each module has five plus lessons. You know, we're talking lots of hours into this now. Okay. That, okay. I see what you're saying there. You're talking about the actual creation and yeah. I have a question on that. If you have an hour long training video, is there, as you're teaching that, are there steps along the way that they need to now stop the video and go do something? Absolutely. Each lesson they're left with, I took Brian's note and I said, each le after each lesson, they have three tasks. You have to do these three things to get to the next lesson, right? There was, it's either trained by steps or informational. Hey, there's a whole bunch of information. Use it as you see will. And I chose trained by steps. It's a process, right? That's what I'm yeah. teaching you. How to utilize AdWords for your specific type of law firm and then, you know, go into other types of things. So everything has to be done. One, two, three, four, five. You can't start, you know, putting up ads if you don't have keywords selected. You, don't, you can't really create ad groups if you don't really know what your campaign types are going to be. So there's lots of different nuances um, that have to happen in, a, in the process. And I just feel like I'm kind of getting a little bit overwhelmed now looking at how many lessons and how many things are. It's like, you know, that's 50 hours without any editing just in content creation type stuff. Yeah, so here's what, I, here's what I would do. 
Because if you're getting overwhelmed already thinking about the information, imagine how your student who's going to be watching <laughs> it eventually is going to feel, right? So yeah. you need to be thinking from the process of the person learning it. So how can I deliver this in a way that's in bite-sized chunks and I can have them learn something and then do something? Because mm -hmm. what happens is a lot of times, on, especially with courses, you know, you, somebody might make an hour-long video and it might say in the video, okay, at this point, stop the video and go do this, but nobody does that. They always just keep watching the entire video because they want to get this downloaded into their brain. So what I would suggest, if you've got an hour-long video where maybe you've got three or four tasks, you know, three, four, five tasks that they're going to do inside of that content is break that video up into chunks mm -hmm. where maybe have like a five-minute intro video for that section, for like that, that big overall section so you can give them a brief overview of here's what you're going to learn over the next several videos. Mm -hmm. And and then in that, have an instruction where, you know, in order for you to get this learned and implemented in the best way, you want to watch each video I have below this or wherever it's going to be, you know, after this. And then make sure you, before you go to the next video, you do the action steps that are in the first video, get that completed. That's going to build upon the next one and the next one. And then of course, at the end of each video, you're, you're repeating that to them. Now, before you go on to anything else, here are your action steps. You got to get this done. So the next video makes sense to you. And that way you don't have them just watching stuff. You actually have them watching, implementing into the real world, something that then builds upon itself. And then so that by the time they get done, maybe an hour, it's an hour's length of time of actual video content but you've broken it up in the pieces so that when they're done, they've actually got this stuff completed. Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's uh, so I, the second thing I was thinking about was trying to figure out a way that the first, like you're saying, the intro is kind of tell a story and then there's three or four sprints and each of the sprints is 15 to 20 minutes. And that's their action items. Like sprint one, set up your campaign account or set up your account, blah, 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 blah. Sprint two, keyword research, sprint three, you know, competitive, re what, however it ends up being, but at least that way they're not looking at it and seeing, oh, well, for this one lesson, I have four hours of stuff I have to do. Because I think at that point, when they look at the price and then they look at how much information it is, obviously there, there is a lot of value there, but it's also a lot of like nuancing, you know? Definitely. And, and I think, and that works as well. I mean, if it's going to, you know, I'm saying five minutes, whatever, whatever the time frame yeah, is yeah. to actually teach the lesson yeah, properly, right? Just teach one concept at a time. And that's going to help you too with your slides and all this stuff. Rather than putting together an entire deck um, for everything, you can say, okay, what's the first thing they need to do? Let me get my slide deck done for that. And what's the best way, what's the best and most efficient way for me to teach that? Let's teach that and then show them how, to, how that leads them into this specific action set. Here's how you go set up your account now, for example. How do you feel about pre-selling and recording the content as we're going through the first course? Does anybody have any experience with that? Creating the actual assets as you are training people? Oh, yeah. You can absolutely do that. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm just thinking that might be an easier way, easier way for me to kind of do it because I can answer questions that they have rather than be assume that they have questions. Exactly. I'm able to adjust my content accordingly. And they, they feel it's kind of special because it's like they're kind of getting it before everybody else kind of thing. It's kind of, there's a psychology there, I think, too. Yeah. Yeah, if you, involve them, 
if you involve them in that process and let them know, hey, I'm building this as you know, as I'm going through the through this with you. You're my first round, you know. Um, you, you will get that reaction, and uh, and that's a great great thing to take 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 away from that is you'll actually get real time questions on where adjustments may be needed, and um, and actually here's another thing too when you do it this way, having the shorter video content that builds on builds upon itself. If you think later on you have to go change any video you're not changing an entire video. You just have to go and maybe add or splice in something to the shorter video. That's going to be easier for you as well. Cause you're going to look that might be a good way to like try and maybe do a little pre-sell, you know, maybe if I, cause I was thinking the course is going to be 49 95. Maybe if I do a beta group half price, you know, jump in now before it, it starts to go live. Yep. And uh, Amy just jumped in with a great thing here in uh, uh, chat that she did something similar to this. Uh, she was taking a course where they actually had scheduled pauses in the live training to ask the questions. And then he broke those chunks down into the video. That's interesting. Yep. How long were each of the scheduled pauses? Sorry, I'll unmute myself. Um, so the, the calls were probably about an hour, maybe a little bit more than an hour. And he had his slides and whatnot. But it was much more kind of webinar focused. So mm -hmm. the, the replay I think was, is just him and not, you know, seeing all of the other people, but he would get to a point and say, okay, you know, this is time to ask questions and we'd have the question period of time. And then he'd go back into it. And then each of those chunks. So now it's like 15 minutes, 15 minutes, 15 minutes. So they're like broken down um, in the ongoing evergreen course as smaller chunks in each module. But when we did it live, we did it all together. And I'm sure he made adjustments and things based on feedback and questions and that type of thing. So, so the initial, yeah. like the initial programs, like, Hey, jump in. Um, you were going to give you a lot of great information and you'll have an opportunity to ask us questions and we'll answer them directly through the course. And that's where he would So every day or every time you guys would meet, you guys would have pre set questions, or I guess you'd submit them like we do prior to the meeting. Yeah, exactly. And it was, and it was one of the benefits that of doing the first one, because now he doesn't do all the live critiquing and the live, you know, types of things that he was able to do in some of those. So he just has one call a month for anybody to hop on and ask questions during that period of time. Um, That's a but good it's idea. It's a, you know, get on in this first course because it'll all be live. I'll critique your work. And um yeah. Yeah. We still ask questions on zoom and I think he repeated them. I'm not sure. I haven't gone back to watch any of the content, so I don't know if he kind of cut any of that out. Um, but, um, but yeah, I thought it was a good way, a good way to do it and go back and break it up and use the content. Yeah. I think that's a, I'm going to try that approach and I like the live critique. I like that word live critique, give people more of an opportunity to kind of come and actually have something that they can get tested or, get information on or feedback on or whatever the scenario might be. That's awesome. Thank you guys. Yeah. And a final thought on that, that the great thing about that too, Mike, is you'll get some folks that will jump in now that maybe wouldn't have because they, especially when you let them know, this is the one time I'm doing this because I want to make this course the best possible course. So when this beginning process, uh, you coming in first, they're going to have this extra opportunity. It's not going to be there down the road, you know, and uh, yeah. you'll probably get some folks that really want that feedback. And, uh, yeah, so I think if you get the feedback and then especially just make sure the course itself is not those long videos that people get stuck yeah. in. Yeah, well, sure that's it's what I'm trying to present. Honestly, when I started doing it, I started creating the first three videos and I was just like, oh my God, there's no way I can do this and there's no way somebody else is going to watch this. Like, right. I just, <laughs> I'm not that good looking of a guy, you know? 
and, and again, so, and that's, and, and that's the answer. I mean, if you know that, like, Hey, I'm having trouble as the teacher putting this down to where it's actionable and usable, then yeah. I know they're, then it's not going to have the effect I'm looking for. So then I got to okay. change course here. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad I'm not like already knee deep in the rabbit hole. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you guys.